Phoenix is, in abstract sense, it's a rebirth better than you were before, right? And in my sense, I had a very close personal um, girlfriend pass away unexpectedly. And this was a year or two years after my best friend passed away. And that was very rough on the mental health. My mentor, Eon Zero, shout out to Eon Zero. You guys should check him out. He's my producer and he basically reached out to me and he was like, look, this is it. Either this is gonna break you or you will rise from the ashes and become the man you always wanted to be. It just like hit me. Like I was just like, like I have to make a choice. I can't be living in these two ways. Like if I'm serious about doing this work I need to do, I need to be a hundred percent like committed to being and actualizing and visualizing always that process of absolute divinity in the best possible way that I can. Welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Ponyboy Paul. And Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals to learn how they became who they are today to inspire you for tomorrow. On episode 12, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Jesse Catch. He's an upcoming rapper from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who goes by the artist named Cloud. And he is also an actor on the side with a role in the 2019 drama film, Ring of Silence. In this episode, Jesse talks about why being a rapper was the only choice, how he overcame his drug addiction and the loss of some close loved ones, and he also drops some gems for anybody looking to use the algorithm to their advantage to promote their brand. But without any further ado, let's get creative. do bro what's up man let me just turn my volume down here yeah i got you there how you doing go. man i'm doing uh i'm doing very well man it's been an interesting week for me and i'm uh, liking we... the i was gonna say how's my how's my audio sound you hear me good yeah i, I hear you good am i good yeah you good you good but yeah um how you doing bro sorry about that how's your how's your day been how's the month been just everything uh well we live in the end of the world so it's always interesting but (laughs) personally i've been going through some drastic changes uh relationship changes career changes starting to probably work at a studio pretty soon which i'm excited about and i've had an acting gig in the last couple weeks and the album is releasing so that's flex bro and yeah. I, I want to get I wanted to get into all of that. I know we only got about an hour, but I think we'll, we'll make it work. And so the first thing I want you to like, I want you to kind of introduce yourself. You know, you could start with maybe your family, where you're from, but how would you best, if somebody was asking you who's Jesse Catch, or do you want to go by Cloud, how would you best introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Jesse McKenzie Catch. I go by Cloud. I'm an artist. I think that if we stuck together and made a coalition, and collaborated on a plan to go the distance we uh-huh. could leave the world with more than we took and we okay. could enter into a technological age of love and luxury and so good. i try to invite that in my actions and movements and my family my dad was a professor at the U- university of kinesiology so i grew up learning all university about university of like, michigan yeah university of michigan hey go boom um, yeah go green go white for me but that's okay <laughs> yeah. um yeah he taught uh, movement science so i was always learning about like working out healthy foods uh, my parents didn't even let me eat jiff peanut butter when i was younger and i couldn't oh, play video games my parents were real on the health tip in every sense of the word yeah and so i'd like sneak over to my friend's house to play him and shit but Got you. yeah so that And my mom's a Buddhist, so that kind of like sparked an interest in spirituality. And by the time I was like 12, I realized that like I kind of was just like walking down the hallway of my school. And I think I had just gotten out of like a government class or something. And I was like, like, hold up, like, this is bullshit. Like, this is all this is all kind of bullshit. Like, everybody's just faking it. Like, and people are telling me like, it's going to get better. Like, when we get older, everything will make sense. And I was like, 
but I feel like the adults are almost faking it harder than the kids. Like, because they, and you they was believe feeling, it. You was feeling, you was feeling all this at 12? Yes, man. 12 years oh, old. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, like, what, what can be done about this? And like, I saw it in like all of my, all of my classmates and friends and myself too. Like you see it and you do it. It's kind of like an agreed upon reality. And I guess I just did not vibe with the frequency of the agreed upon reality. So I was like, how can I change this? Like, first of all, I have to have something to offer. And then second of all, I have to be able to reach a bunch of people. So I was like, I'm either going to be a politician or an artist. And I got a little bit into politics and I was like, no, these people are even more full of shit than anybody else. <laughs> so then we I was like, Nobody, nobody's going to listen to them, but people listen to the musicians. Mm. And the crazy thing about how I got started with music is I was walking to school and I found an iPod shuffle on the ground. Like I wasn't into music. I was into good Charlotte and like emo punk rock, like maybe five, 10 songs. And yeah. I, I was walking to school and I found this iPod shuffle. And so, like, you know, the old ones without the screens, you couldn't choose yeah, the, what you the, were listening to. Yeah, the small ones, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, like, the next day I plugged it in and I wa had, like, a half-mile walk to school every morning. So I had, like, time. And it was all, like, gangsta hard-ass rap. And at first I was like, oh, man, this sucks. And then, like, I was flipping through and I found this song and he was like, everybody wants a heaven, but nobody wants to die. And if anybody out there can honestly tell me what song that is, I can't find it on Genius. I can't find it on Google. <laughs> that song has like disappeared. Like it literally like was, to me, it feels like I heard it and then it disappeared and I've never been able to find it again. But dang, yeah, isn't that crazy? So like right then I was like, you know what? There's a lot of potential in this art form. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Okay, just to, I want to make sure we're getting on the same page. So basically, you know, 12 years old, you're like, damn, people are just BSing, whatever. And you felt at, I'm assuming still within this age range, you felt that like, you wanted your life to be meaningful is what I'm taking from it. You wanted to have some type of like, how can I make a difference, right? Right, 100%. So you felt like, because it's, it's crazy to me that like at that young of age, you were like, I have to make a difference. And I, I think that's crazy. So like, <laughs> continue the, uh, oh, you, you saw a song and it changed your, changed your whole life. Yeah, it did. It changed. I didn't really realize it at the time, but you know, I just started thinking like, what if I was to do this, but you know, in, with kind of like the secret sauce that I wanted to give. So, uh huh. Then I spent, that sent me on like a huge journey of like, you know, thinking I was the shit immediately to like realizing I was crap and then like studying, like just, you know, over and over and over, which I'm still studying, but I, f I feel like I'm finally happy finally with my- Finally getting in your bag? Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, so that started my whole journey and I just fell in love with it. I was, I started writing, you know, like on napkins and everything. And by the time uh -huh. I was 15, I had like notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. And then somebody taught me how to record and that was it. That's dope. And like at this, at this time, cause it seems like your parents are very educational in your life and very like probably going to set you up for this. Right. Yeah. In your mind, you're like, I'm going to be a rapper. Like, yeah. how do they take to that? And were you still kind of like, I want to be a rapper, but realistically I got to do this in school, do that in school. How did you go about that? Yeah, if I was smart, I would have done that, right? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, But yeah. yeah, no, like they, they thought it was a phase at first, you know, like like probably I'm sure like a lot of uh, gay people can relate to that. They're like, it's just a phase. Like he'll, he'll go through it. He's like, oh, yeah. he's just rapping for now. Like it'll be fine. And like <laughs> at, a, at a certain point, I just kind of like was like, you know what? It's, this sounds crazy and I'm like I don't recommend other people take this advice but like I was like you know what if I can't do this I really don't care if I'm alive or not like I, I was oh. probably like 15 or 16 and um yeah that led to a whole a whole host of stuff but yeah in the deep, end man. yeah in the end I felt like it kind of saved me I would have given up and I kind of want to dive into that because I think that's a that's a very big uh statement so like I don't know. I don't know how how comfortable you want to you know I'm dive into book. that. Okay, so at, you're still within this 15. You know, we're we're teens. I mean, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do at that age, but you felt so strongly about this rap, and you were like, "It's either this or nothing." 
I was like, I know I have this mission and if I can't have the impact that I want, I don't care. Like I'll just live for the thrill until I burn out. And, um, I didn't see and still don't really see another way to do that in our culture. It's like, here, I just want to share something with you. Like hip hop is actually the oldest culture on earth. Mm, What do you mean by that? So you have the four elements, hip hop culture. I'm sure you're familiar, but it's just like, it's b-boying or dancing graffiti, um, emceeing and beat making. Right. So think all the way back to cavemen, you had dancing, cave drawings, banging on shit and telling Mm -hmm. stories. Those were like the oldest art forms that we have. The oldest rappers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, and then, cause I I mean, I still kind of want to understand more cause I think I'm getting what you're saying. Right. But I'm trying to see how was your day to day? Like, so, you know, obviously your point, your parents at this point, they're like, Oh, it's not a phase. Like he's serious about this. How are you trying to set your life up that you were going to be this rapper? You were going to be this person making music that could influence. Right. Well, up until honestly, kind of recently, I had no idea what I was doing on like the business side of it. Yeah. Um, Somebody dropped, they said they Googled it and it might be shine on by now. So you might want to check that later. I will. I will check that out, man. Thanks. Shine Shine on by Nas. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I felt like it was Jeezy, but like when I looked up the lyrics, it it, it didn't make sense. But um, yeah, yeah. So for a long time, like you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, if I make this much money, then I can do like this. Like I was like, you know, if my parents kick me out, like I'll be homeless and I'll just like try to rap. Like that was honestly that was my thought process. Like. I will just do it until I find a way to do it. So there was not really a master plan until like maybe two years ago when I actually started studying like the business side of it and the marketing. But Mm -hmm. so my parents are fucking angels, you know, thank goodness for them that they didn't just kick me out and be like, you need like, you know, like get your, yeah, get your brain straight. Um, Yeah. And I did kind of acquiesce in a certain sense. Like I went to state for a couple years and I wasn't state, like, bro? yeah, that's why I was Damn, going to go white. Oh, I'm going to kick you out. I'm going to have to interview. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I had fun there, but it was kind of like a bigger version of that moment where I was just like, you know, what? all these people, they're so, they don't even believe what they're doing. They're just doing it because somebody told them to do it. Like rarely you'd come across somebody where it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like I want to save the world through this thing mm-hmm. but most of the people are just like yeah well this is what you do and i'm just like yeah what's going on like we can do better than this guys we really can yeah i mean yeah i think that's the reality and i can relate to that too um you know you know me being an immigrant it was kind of like i i remember when i when i was going to high school i kind of went to like a high school where you know you were taking community college classes and also high school classes okay that's cool and you, and you got to you got to pick your associate degree and i remember like I, at that time, always had this interest in, like, designing stuff, right? So I told my parents, like, yo, I want to, uh, you know, I'm trying to do a graphic design. That's sick. And they're like, what the, what the fuck is graphic design? Like, what? what, No. And, you know, I, I was kind of very, like, it was in the back of my head, but I'm not going to, like, push back on my parents. I'm like, okay, they know better. So yeah. I, I ended up doing engineering, right? But I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. I'm in college or I'm, I'm following this degree because it's, it's what I can do. It's, like... Maybe I need to support my family. Maybe I just yeah. need to get some things. So I think I understand why people go through it, but I also 100%. understand that everybody probably has this like creative side of them that they're, they don't know how to really touch or they don't know how to really follow through. And I think you have the drastic version of I'm doing it regardless, right? Versus yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be play it safe and then maybe 10 years down when I have enough money, I can follow that. So I think 100%. I want to keep going through this story and uh, see how you got to where you are now. Well, it's, it's crazy because like, you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of legitimate reasons why somebody puts their dreams on hold. There's a couple yeah. of things that that brought up for me. There's a lot of legitimate like survival reasons, you know, especially if it's not for your survival. I consider that mm-hmm. more of a legitimacy. If you're like, I have to take care of my parents, my family, my little sister, that's more legitimate to me than, well, how am I going to do things? Because I think single unit people are very resourceful and they tend to fit in when they don't leave themselves another option. 
but the other thing is when you when you have a dream it doesn't it's not always creative i mean like i grew up with this kid right <laughs> his name's his name's joe and he's like a mathematics genius he was in class in college like i grew up with him but way later i found out that he was in this um advanced calc class with all seniors he was a freshman and he comes home and uh, he's got a B for the first time. And his mom's like, hey, like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, it's just really hard because, you know, like, it's just hard without a calculator. Like, my calculator broke. And, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, for real, this kid is doing, like, advanced calculus. Just, That's like, crazy. He's got a B? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. With, That's just hard with the calculator, bro. <laughs> we no, be out he didn't get C's. a B. He, like, had a B at the moment. He got an A. Like, oh shit but okay. yeah he, he ended up getting the calculator but it's just like yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be something that's like you know as drastic as <laughs> like trying to chase clout on instagram as rapper like you can do yeah, whatever yeah. it's if you're passionate about i think there's something divine about like like you wanting to start this podcast something that drew you to that there's something mm-hmm. in your dna structure and in the world that's pulling you to that like, and to me, that's just like, kind of like, call it God's I plan, call it whatever you want, but it's like, there's a reason. So we yeah. shouldn't deny that even if it's kind of iffy. And the other thing is a dream deferred, you know, five years, 10 years turns into 20 years. And then, then you're exactly, 60 years man. old, getting your Porsche, like, wait, I ain't got no bitches to put in this anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to, exactly, man, you got to get after it, bro. And uh, let's talk about you getting after it um i'm assuming you're probably i think we're about like 16 17 in the in the timeline you you oh no you went to college at this point you're there for about two years and what kind of happens from there well something really tragic happened to me which is you know i'm a libra and i'm supposed to be good with balance uh but i was rapping five four five hours a day and i didn't have the proper vocal training and my voice went out um for about six months i could not talking anything more than like kind of like a doesn't like you know like this yeah it was really awful and that's where the drug trouble started because i was a drug user before that and um it wasn't really that big of an issue but Uh when i felt like i have this one beacon of like something that is giving my life structure meaning all this stuff and now all of a sudden you can't do that physically you're done Mm. It was just like rap was taken away from you, basically. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I just need to like get through this period. Mm -hmm. But the period ended up being like six months before I could rap again. So it was like a prolonged period of like really shitty mental health. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that you were using drugs and I'm, I'm assuming recreationally, right? Yeah. But what happened during the six months that you felt like you became an addiction. Was it because you were prescribed that for the voice or what happened? Well, yeah, I, uh, well, I was prescribed. I found out that I could game the the student medical system. <laughs> this is so bad to like tell people, but the doctors hey. at college, <laughs> the doctors at college are like, they're, they rotate, you know? So it's not like you're seeing one doctor. So yeah. like if, if one were so inclined, they could like tell the same kind of story to like a different doctor and know that it's going to be a different doctor every time. So I was mm. uh, drinking lean and doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally Fuck. flagged, flagged my like thing saying like, Hey, like this kid, like says the same thing every time. But the messed up part is I wasn't even lying. It was true. It was just yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't a sickness. It was because of my voice going out. And I was just describing all the symptoms. Okay, so you were getting the cough syrup for your voice to soothe yes. it or something? Okay. Yeah. You. And you just said, fuck that, I'm going I'm to mix it up a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, I was. they wouldn't have prescribed it for that, but they were prescribing it for the horse throat and everything that they were thinking gotcha, was like gotcha, a sickness. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that led to like this whole like separate odyssey. And a lot of my albums, this one, this one that's coming up, Phoenix, they have kind of two sides like there's uh one side and then there's like a a song like in this album there's an interlude and then there's Mm -hmm. the rest of the album and they kind of sound very different yeah a lot of that is because 
I've had like very two diverging paths in my life. Um, Mm-hmm. Like one where I'm going up and one where I'm going down. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that because I know you sent me some, uh, we're going to talk about Phoenix is the upcoming yeah, yeah, album. Yeah. And I know you sent me some of the tracks early and I was listening to them and one that kind of stood out, a couple stood out, but one that kind of stood out was uh, you had a song, I think it was called Blood and Syrup. I don't know if you're going to make those yeah. official names, right? Yeah, that's a sick and fucking jam. Dude. your song called Blood and Syrup, like you had a line where you said, you know, they're almost the same. And I think you're referring to the thickness, you know, blood is thicker than water, whatever. But what do you kind of mean when you say blood and syrup, especially now that I'm hearing about this story in your life? Yes. So the line is like uh, the blood and the syrup, they share a consistency. So that kind Mm -hmm. of is like a a triple entendre with the song where the song style, I'll say the least obvious one first, is like the song style is is consistent. And um, there's something really appealing to people about consistency, even if it's bad they know mm. what it is they can they can manage it they can process it they can deal with it and yeah. i think that goes for family and um close people too where a mm. lot of times we keep people around because we know them and i don't just mm. mean that in like a superficial sense but like because we can understand them and it's not work it's consistent yeah. input and so i think that is a lot like kind of lean where it's like it's that consistent thud low feeling and also yeah. the actual consistency of the syrup so yeah okay yeah i just wanted to that's what stood out to me just right now we were talking about it yeah that's a good catch and, uh, that's, that's one of my yeah, favorites that's good and uh kind of going more into the i can kind of see where your stories kind of create now you know you're obviously going through this issue you get affected you get addicted to were you, would you call yourself addicted to the point where you had to go through some type of actual rehab to get off? It was more of a no, mental, like, oh, I, let, me, let me stop Yeah, this. I never, I'm, I'm very different than a lot of people in the sense that I, uh, I'm very open to new things and I try a lot of new things, but I'm also different in the sense that um, I have been able to, um, at this point, I can pretty much say I, I've been sober for I haven't even smoked pot in a long time now just by choice but um yeah I would say I never went to rehab or did anything like that but it did take me a lot of personal strife to hit a point where I was like this is just not my thing anymore I can't do it congrats man Uh, I gotta give a real shout out to you know I've I've I know some people that have uh you know been addicted to that and it's uh you know, addiction is real. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. I I, I can't speak to it because I've never had to experience that. So I think you speaking that you've been, you've been able to beat it is a very um, great accomplishment. So shout out for that. Thank you. And I kind of we kind of started talking about the album, and I kind of want you yourself to kind of describe, you know, what it is, why you're dropping it now, and just what is Phoenix. Yeah. So Phoenix is. In abstract sense, it's a rebirth better than you were before, right? Um, And in my sense, I had a very close personal um, girlfriend pass away unexpectedly. Um, And this was a year, two years after my best friend passed away. And that was very rough on the mental health and my mentor eon zero shout out to Eon zero you guys should check him out literally e-o-n-z-e-r-o he's a great musician uh he was on the single that you heard in the beginning but Mm -hmm. he's my he's my producer and he basically reached out to me and he was like look like this is it either this is gonna break you or you will rise from the ashes and become the man you always wanted to be and i kind of it just like hit me. Like, I was just like, like, I have to make a choice. I can't be living in these two, in these two Mm -hmm. ways. Like if I'm serious about doing this work, I need to do, I need to be a hundred percent like committed to being and actualizing and visualizing always that process of absolute divinity in the best possible way that I can. So I just right then and there, I was like, I'm done and with with a lot of things but just done that single the single bomb is like back on my bullshit it's like 
that feeling of just like that we get a lot in our music where it's like like I don't care and I like that I don't care and I'm sexy because I don't care and like (laughs) and that is itself I think the single most dangerous feeling out there Mm, what do you mean by dangerous I think that not caring and not only not caring but relishing not caring is how we end up in the situation we're in globally Mm. um it starts like oh like i won't repair this friendship like we'll just let that slide like you know and the resentment builds up and then people all around the world are doing that and then soon the companies are doing that to the people and the people are cheating their jobs you know and it's just like it's this huge buildup of just like i don't care and i'm glad that i don't care and then before you know it you don't really know what caring actually looks like anymore or you think you do but you don't actually know you don't you don't you know my my dad always used to say like use it or lose it and he was talking about muscles but it's the same with everything like if we don't repeat a process and in this case we're talking about like love caring like we don't have it to access Mm -hmm. so phoenix was about me looking back and actually cataloging honestly my behavior and then moving forward and showing people that I could. Wow. Yeah, you said a lot there. I'm trying to think where to start. Um, I think the, the craziest thing that stood out to me, you know, I also got to give you a, a shout out appreciation because when I when I first started this podcast, I think, I don't remember what episode, it was one of my early ones, at least less than five and you had DM me, you're like, yo, like, what you're doing is dope. Like, I would definitely love to be on there in the future. So, and I remember, I was like, okay, that's dope. I really appreciate that. And I kind of put you in the back of my mind, like, okay, bet I'm going to get him on one of these episodes. Yeah, right? thanks so much for having me, man. It is really cool. Okay. And it, you're doing it so professional and everything. It feels like the big time. I got the jitters <laughs> before I came on. I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I remember, like, when, you, when we were kind of, like, setting this up, and then you told me about what happened with your girlfriend passing. And it was within, I think, about what six, seven, eight months. And to me, I was like, "Wow!" Like, you're 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 at this point where you're you're trying to put out music. You're 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 wanting to talk about it. And I think that's something to acknowledge because six months is we. It seemed like a long time, but right, COVID started in February, and that was almost about seven months ago. And the time has passed. So I think I, I want to ask you, like, how, how has that been, like? Do you feel that you had to you had to do something or else you would have just been in this wallowing sense just for the rest of the year? What happened? Uh, I think it would have been way worse than me not doing anything if I didn't do anything. Um, mm. It would have been me being destructive. Um, and first of all, thanks. But, you know, basically what happened is right when that happened, I took a step back and I was like, I have to be totally alone to deal with this because we didn't have a lot. Like she had her friends and I had my friends, but we spent so much time together. We weren't like super social. And so it wasn't like there was a lot of people I could be like connect with about this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I immediately just kind of isolated, which I know they say like, that's not what you're supposed to do. But I had to just kind of like take a whole life catalog and just be like, how am I going to be purely a positive impact on people around me before I start being around people? Mm-hmm. And uh, then maybe like after a month, I I came up with this line, uh, the wisdom droplets hidden like crystals in the mist. Is it just my mind or does divinity exist? To To see it, you must believe in what's before and after this. The microscopic, schism of whatever presence been i don't don't ask me to go into that i don't remember what it's been but yeah. it just it just showed me right at that moment where i was like oh shit like it was just this feeling of like dew drops sparkling on the neurons and mm. i was just like i there's something going on and you gotta speak to it right and then my friend gave me that text message and i was like all right like this is it you know i'm going for it and mm it was kind of interesting thinking about like, how am I going to talk about this? Like with the idea of like all this promotion and stuff being public and, but I'm, I'm, I got to represent what I'm representing. And my four biggest 
my four biggest things are sovereignty, loyalty, openness, and honesty. And if I yeah. can't, if I can't um, exemplify those things, then who am I? What am I doing? So I see. Got to go. And for that it. was also yeah. And that was also um, another single on the um, another track on the album. And I, I saw it was like an acronym, and then I finally kind of understood what you were trying to get at. Uh, but you could you kind of like break those four down? Like, what did you exactly mean by that? Sure. Yeah. So sovereignty is the ability to take responsibility for one's own actions and also the knowledge that you have your power. Um, loyalty is the combination of loving others how they want and how you think they need. Mm. Openness is the trickiest one of the bunch by far. Openness and loyalty that. are the tricky ones. Openness is your willingness to expose yourself to vulnerability and honesty is your practical application of the truth so mm. somebody can be really honest and not that open yeah um somebody can be really open and not that honest mm. somebody can believe really heavily in sovereignty and not so much in honesty I think we see that a lot in politics. They talk a lot about personal responsibility. They talk about pulling up by your bootstraps, but then they're yeah. like taking the, taking the money out of other people's mouths. But when you mm -hmm. get the four together, I think it creates like kind of a vibe that okay. is, is apparent. No, that makes sense. And do you feel like, cause you seem like that's, that's the four, I guess, words that you live by. Do you think that's something that you think everybody should strive for it. If you can try to just incorporate those four and keep working on those just throughout your whole life, it'll put you in, like, in a good mind state? Or what do you think? 100%. I think if you just keep those in mind, like if you check yourself, first of all, that's a big ask for people in general. But like, yeah, yeah like if you're going to try, I think those are really kind of simple ways to check yourself. I think there's a lot of um, ethos and pathologies that kind of talk about a lot of different values. And I think that's the best way I've found to kind of sum them up mm -hmm. quickly and efficiently. Gotcha. What do you think? Yeah, that's dope. I mean, yeah, I think like I, I kind of do this mental thing where like I just I'm always checking myself. Right. And I think it, it's a it's a it's a mix of kind of two things. It's, it's one of like insecurity sometimes where I, I feel like or I, I used to feel it more when I was younger, but I used to like feel like, oh, am I good enough or like. Or I'm not. I'm not doing this as dope as everybody else is. Or I'm. Or I'm not tall enough. Like it's shit like that. That's always in my head. It's always a loop of just constantly thinking that. So I think in a way, I never had those four words. But I think I'm always like, am I living how I want to be living? Yeah. 100%. Where do I see this taking me? And like, um, oh, that's just reminded me of another line you had. Speaking about insecurity, you had a line in there. I think towards. I can't remember the name of the song, but towards the end of the song, you were like. Am I just doing this because of the girls from third grade that yeah. didn't like me? Is, like, all this, <laughs> is all of this stunting just because the girl in third grade wouldn't notice yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. But I think it's just just dudes in general. Like a lot of like stuff or a lot of how we act, I would say maybe later in life, is low-key affected by how pe we, people treated us younger, especially women. So I think that line kind of stood out to me. I was like, oh, shit. I felt that. <laughs> 100%. So I have a question. It's like, yeah. as you check yourself or like yeah. think about what you're doing, do you find that that loop of negativity is diminished? Like, do um, you find the, the more you take a step or do you think it's, or for you, is it like a, just a constant like battle towards or away something? Yeah, I think it's more, I don't know if I would describe it as loop of negativity, but I think it's more like, it's more of a um, reassurance because for example, let's say, I've had a bad week. I can typically tell by how my place looks. You know, if, if my place isn't looking clean, if my bed isn't made when I come back, then I know it's been a rough week because I've been just kind of like, I haven't spent enough time in all the things I need to be doing. So I think for me, it's more of like when I'm checking myself, I'm like, okay, is my, is my place looking good? Am I feeling okay? Was I putting too much stress on myself because I didn't accomplish this? Like, it's more of just kind of like, you didn't do that, but you still have tomorrow. You can still fix it. And I think it's more of just letting myself know it's going to get better and I still have control. So yeah, setting up um, checkpoints for control is really important. Exactly. That's, that's how I'll describe it. But um, now I love how you're interviewing me now. But uh, <laughs> one thing I think we never really got to discuss about yourself is 
you have the good catch, which is your username and and cloud. And a funny story about that. I remember when I was going to check one of your singles on Spotify, I think I typed in the good catch because that's what came to my name. Right. But I didn't see all of the latest stuff that you had. And I was like confused. I'm like, bro, like, where's your singles? And then you sent me a link to your Spotify name, which is the cloud. So what cloud, yeah. is going on? With, yeah. What's going on with that? So um, I started off as cloud and my logo is kind of a cloud with a heart off the side. So the idea is love. Haha. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but so the idea the idea of, of the cloud brand is yeah. number like there's a lot of symbolism but it's like always about looking up, um, looking mm. forward and you know you look at a cloud and you see what you need from it you see what you want to see in it, um, mm. you know people look at the clouds and see all types of different things but the good catch uh, was honestly just a stupid name I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> that somebody really liked and um yeah i thought it was kind of cool so i was like all right maybe i can use this as like a name to release all the songs i don't think people will like under and mm. so that's why i have the two spotify's so please nobody listen to the good catch <laughs> listen <laughs> listen to cloud like i probably will yeah. take that down but i want to keep it in case i want the name later um i see but yeah so cloud is the name um the good catch is just the handle for social media because if you type in cloud, one day we'll get there. We'll get there to that. You type in cloud and it, my motherfucking name is first. But hey, for yeah. now, <laughs> for now we're gonna go with the good catch. And I appreciate the confidence. I think it's gonna be very hard just because cloud is very much. I know. Kind of taken. <laughs> I know, man. That's where we are right now. Uh, yeah, but no, nah, but keep it up, bro. And uh, going back to that, you know, your logo. Just wanted to remind everybody that's listening. Uh, Jesse will be giving away one of his merch, cloud merch, a T-shirt. Uh, so make sure you guys are tuning in. I'll put. I'll be posting the questions up tomorrow night, and then we'll find out who the uh, winner is on the next episode. And uh, going back to you, Jesse, we've been talking a lot about your music and. You're doing a lot of other creative things, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about your your acting because um yeah uh your latest your la you want to describe what your latest film or role and how how that happened. <laughs> so, all right, so like uh, the best thing to talk about in my whole acting thing is I went to a photo shoot with an ex girlfriend who was a model, and they asked me to hop in the shots, and then they ended up using me, and then that camera photographer the uh the camera <laughs> that camera man uh hold up obina texted me and told me i need to put the hair in okay so yeah, get that. <laughs> the, uh, the uh the photographer two years later he cold calls me he's like hey man i'm doing this movie and like i think you'd be great at this part like i need you to come audition and i was like wow sure and I was like, how real can this be if some kid who wasn't actually a model, but just modeled that one time, like how, how real can this be? Yeah. And so I didn't take it that seriously. I learned the lines and everything, but I was just like, mm. so I go there and there's like 20 dudes that all look like me like, <laughs> <laughs> waiting in the fucking lobby. And I was like, oh shit, like I have drastically underestimated the intensity of this endeavor. And, yeah. Um, so I was like the last one in line and or the second to last one in line and I go in there and honestly to this day, it's the only like real audition room I've been in where it's like people, like, you know, people are standing behind a desk, like writing on something and you go back and it's like oh, wow. most of the other auditions are a little bit less intense than that. Maybe I've done one or two more, but the, <laughs> I go in there and I just, I did it. And then like, I go back to the car and I'm like driving home and they call me and they're like, Hey, like, we just want to let you know, you got the part. Damn. And right after the audition, right after the audition. And I was like, okay. yes, this is awesome. Like, yeah, sweet. And that was a long time before the filming was to start. So they called me two months later and I was in the ARB and <laughs> they're like, Hey, Jesse, we're really sorry, but we just had to let you know that we replaced all of the actors with Hollywood talent. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And they were like, except for you. So I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. Like, first of all, that's fucking mean to do that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but like, hey, Acknowledge that. 
So then, <laughs> it's not me though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then yeah. I like had like this incredible first acting experience with like, you know, like the guy from 13 Reasons Why and like one of the biggest independent rap stars in Michigan, Nisha and um, several other, like the girl from uh, some NBC sitcom and, you know, like it was awesome. And yeah. I feel like I did really well and they said I did really well. And so then I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll start doing this. And I started getting kind of like offers for auditions from much smaller projects because that, that movie released in, in theaters in Royal Oak. And so it was like a big deal in the Michigan community. And what movie is this? What's the name? And it's called uh, Ring of Silence. And it's a, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a story about two high school students. No spoilers though. (laughs) <laughs> who enter the world of sex trafficking. I mean, that's if this movie would have come out two years later, like it would have been like a big deal. But when did it come out? This was 2019 or 2017, 20, 2017. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So like it was before like all of this stuff kind of really bubbled to the surface. Damn. And yeah, like just, it's all about timing. It's crazy with this type of stuff. It's just like, you know, you never know. It's really weird yeah. how all that works, but so I was That's getting crazy, like bro. other like calls and doing smaller roles and yeah, I've been, been doing that. And because of all that, I got into like modeling and stuff too. I, I don't get paid for it that much, but occasionally, and I like to do it, especially with photographers who I enjoy being with. That's so yeah. Dope. Yo, s- send them my line, bro. I'm trying to get into the acting. You want to get into acting? Saying? Yo, I will send hey, you the me, link to me... a Facebook page that I get every single one of my auditions from. Okay, bad, bad, bad. So yeah, it's like basically know, how it works is they go on there and um, it's like Craigslist for actors, but it's just only in oh, Michigan. Okay. Ah, and if I'm you go to like three or four of those auditions and like network with those people, you're in, man. Like it's not that it's not that huge of a community, and like you go, like I go to these things and I see the same people all the time, you know. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, I might check it out. Let's see if they have a, a Houston a Houston division. Oh, you're in um, Houston now? Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know I mean, that? I know, right? I, mean, I, keep, oh I keep it silent. How is that? But, uh, Houston, is, it's good. I mean, I've been here, what? Uh, it's going on three years and next March. So it's been... Uh, <laughs> It's been going, it's, it's been well, but I mean, it's just I a new like thing. And it's in like... The last three years, though. I know. I think I came back probably... Yeah. Uh, I don't remember it. Last 2019 sometime, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, nah, I think uh, the, the, um, what, I, what I wanted to get at with you know, the music and the, um, the acting, right? Yeah. It seems like you're kind of leaning more or you're kind of being more into your creative, creative bag, right? And so for you, like, what do you feel like, obviously, you know, the, your album is the next immediate focus, but like, what do you feel like is the, the next step for you in terms of like get, letting this more out? And then how are you actually going about marketing yourself and like letting people that's, hear who Jesse is? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? And uh, up until very recently, I didn't yeah. have an answer for you, but I have one now. Um, so the immediate focus is Phoenix. The single's out. I'm going to do another single and a video and then the album. There's nine songs playing around with how to actually release those like maybe one or two a week. Then I have another mm-hmm. album called The Girl and the Sphinx that's already recorded and done and in the box that's just waiting. And then I'm writing another one. So that's like the the making the music stuff. And then yep. the marketing is – so you guys know Spotify playlists. I don't know how many of you use Spotify versus Apple Music, but – Spotify the, gang, bro. Good, good man. So the idea with Spotify – Spotify is it comes up and it recommends you new music, right? Mm -hmm. So that process is based on an algorithm, the same type of algorithm that shows you recommended YouTube videos that shows you ads, targeted ads on Facebook and Instagram. And Mm -hmm. if you can trigger that algorithm, then it will pick up your music and recommend it. So that's what we call free promotion. And that's the best kind of promotion there is okay so the goal how do you trigger that how do you trigger that so there are lots of different kinds of playlists on spotify there are people who curate 
based solely on content. There are pay-to-play playlists, and then there are algorithmic playlists. Mm-hmm. Spotify is really, 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 really good at calling bullshit on your like if you were to just just say like oh like i'll buy my streams or i'll buy my followers spotify is really good at weeding those people out of the algorithm Mm -hmm. so you can't just like buy your way in but you can promote your way in in this sense which is it's kind of complex to to talk about but uh are you familiar with facebook ads manager yes yes sir right so like do you know what a fa- a pixel is on Facebook? The is that like a you know you can have a pixel ID, right? Is that like a yeah. is it similar to like Google AdWords or something like that? I'm I'm not so familiar with Google. I only am versed in this, but the the yeah, idea is down. basically for for people that don't know, it's basically that when Facebook and Instagram are tracking your um interests and your clicks that's how they're target like giving you targeted ads, right? Well, you as an advertiser can also collect data based on what people who see your ads are reacting like. Mm. Okay, so I'm running a campaign right now that is targeting 18 to 25 year old MGK fans who also download music and are also <laughs> on Spotify, mm, right? Okay. Okay, yeah. so then I'm running a, a thing called a gate, which means on my ad, you know, you click something and it comes up and it says, enter your email to get the file or whatever it is. Like, enter your email to go to the site. So that's a, called a gate. I'm running what's called a, a, a follow or a light gate through Spotify. So in order mm. to hear my music, you have to follow or like me. You know, they can unfollow me right away. I don't want yeah, them yeah. to follow me if they don't like the music because that's bad for my numbers. But the idea is you're getting the cost per follower per like way down by advertising to the correct niches and by monitoring them and changing them. So that's what most of my days now are spent doing is like, I'm just reading, like finding best niches, finding um, best targeted groups. I'm reading all about like speeding that up. So that's the Facebook lane. Okay, then there's the Instagram lane and then the TikTok lane and then Mm. which all have similar processes, but the the programs are totally different. So you have to configure them yourself on each one. And it's not just through the app. It's like third party stuff. And then I'm also running Spotify playlist campaigns, which is basically I'm paying somebody to submit my music personally to people that run quality campaigns. Okay. Right. So up until like, I mean it's gone up and down, but I was telling you earlier, this is actually a great day to do an interview because my numbers spiked. Like I got like five or 6,000 new listeners today. So it's like, I've been running this campaign since it came out, since the song came out two weeks ago. Before that I was just making music because I didn't know, like, I didn't know for a fact my shit was good enough. Like I didn't want to walk around like talking like on the shit or advertising and then you lose somebody who might have been a fan if you waited like six more months you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. i finally feel like yo i'm good like whoever's gonna like this is gonna like it if you don't like it that's fine but i like it like i fucking bump it like <laughs> so like yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. i need now and so now i'm just pushing trying to see how little i can spend per day like right now i'm spending two three dollars a day on facebook plus like a monthly subscription and i'm also <laughs> Which is not much. And once I get my targets down, I'm going to boost that shit way up and put all my extra cash into it. And then we'll like, once the album is like right out, I'm going to do it right then and we'll see what really happens. That's the idea. But also, that's dope, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's like all this stuff. You can apply that for, it's more than just music. You can apply that to almost anything you're trying to promote. That's the crazy thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, as I was learning this, I'm like, yo, this is so worth it because. Like I, once I'm good at this and especially if I do it with my music and have success, I can offer this as a service. So like, also if anybody out there like has stuff that they want to advertise and they don't know how to do it, like I will help you. I won't just feed you fish. I will teach you how to fish for like a price we can agree on. But like, I'm, I'm not offering that yet, but I'm going to start offering that really soon. Once I have my music to look and be like, yo, this is how it's done. So yeah. 
For sure. Plug it, bro. No, I love. I'm loving that. I'm. I'm gonna definitely reach out to you about that too as well. And uh, we're actually nearing, fortunately, the end. But I, th- I feel like you have a lot to say. But I think this has been valuable for what you've shared so far. Um, before I let you go, though, one thing I always like to do is, and you you drop gems along the way, but um, if you were to summarize based on your experience, your positive, your negatives, what you've overcome, what are some words of advice you'd like to offer to the audience mm-hmm. to kind of keep them going? Take your time. I think the two steps are to know what you want and be willing to risk anything for it. Know what you want and know what you're willing to risk. I like that. So if you don't know what you want, don't risk anything. But once you know that you know what you want, go balls deep all the way. No, I like that. That's a, that's a great, it's a great shortened version of what I feel like you're kind of getting across in just your essence. So, um, it's been dope. Uh, but yeah, Jesse, man, cloud, bro. Like it's, this has been a very good talk. I think very informational, very real. Uh, I appreciate you being open. I know you've, you've overcome some things that, um, it hap- happens to people, but it's, it's not easy to overcome. And you, you've been able to kind of, you know, turn that sadness and fuel it to, who you are today. And I, I want to keep giving you that encouragement because I know you're going to have some down days in the future as well. So uh, keep it up, bro. Um, Thanks man. But yeah, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna um, wrap it up to cloud. But once again, thank you so much for being uh, on the show. Thank you for reaching out and I can't wait to hear the, uh, the new music, bro. Yeah. So it's uh bomb B dot O dot M dot B dot back on my bullshit cloud. <laughs> That's the song. Back. Um, I'll, it's in the links are in my bio. Just go to my Instagram Got page. You. All right. And I'll share it on the story after this as well, so just people can easily click. But yeah, once again, bro, I'm going to let you go. And uh, thanks for being open, man. Peace, man. Thanks so much, Paul. If you enjoyed listening to this creative conversation, I would appreciate if you did at least one of the following three things. One, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to leave me a rating and a review, too, if you have the time. Two. Follow at Paul and Pals on your social media of choice, but ideally Instagram, so you can tune in live every other Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to participate in the conversation and potentially win a raffle prize. Three, share the word. Word of mouth is really like the number one reason why I check out new things. So if you know of anybody that could benefit from listening to this episode, send them a link. Lastly, if you're interested in coming on the show to share your own story, please feel free to reach out to me via social media or send me an email at paul, that's P-O-L, at paulandpals.live. And who knows, you might just be the next pal that I interview. But without any further ado, remember to stay creative. Stay creative. Stay creative.